Last Sunday, I was at my sister's house. Uh, we were there celebrating my niece's departure to college. So my oldest niece just went away to college, and um, she went to Ohio State. So um, I'll, I'll be wearing probably Ohio State from now on out. But she went away uh, this Wednesday, and I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be for my sister. So my oldest sister, Julie, had Kelsey. Kelsey went away. And she said it was just one of the most difficult things that she has been through of dropping her kid off at Ohio State and, and leaving her there and coming, coming back to see an empty bedroom. And one of her friends commented on her Facebook post on that. She said, I wish they would, make, I wish they would write in the what to expect when you're expecting children that 18 years from now it's going to go like a blink of an eye and it's going to rip your heart out worse than childbirth. So that's the way that she described her kid going away to school. Now, I don't think my parents experienced this for me when I went away to the seminary. I don't think they were really that upset. So it might, might describe something of my, my personality. But um, we hear this experience of this going away in the gospel. So as Jesus is going around the Sea of Galilee, he begins to call his disciples. And first he calls um, Andrew and Peter, and then he gets to James and John, the son of Zebedee. And they're in the boat with his father. They're mending the nets. And he walks up to them, he sees them, and he says, come and follow me. And they drop their nets, and they follow him. And I think about Zebedee, what that must have been like at that moment for him is he's got this boat and this business that he probably wants to hand off to his sons, and all of a sudden Jesus says, come and follow me, and takes them away. You know, it must have ripped his heart out to see his children all of a sudden just abandoning and going with Jesus. But in the Gospels, we're not given more than just what the words say here on the, on, the, on the text. So we don't see the faces of Jesus and the disciples and Zebedee. You know, we don't know, really know like the, the body language or what might have been going on. And a part of me must have wondered if when the disciples saw Jesus' face, they were so moved with love, they were so moved with the, uh, this excitement of the Holy Spirit, that they were just given that grace immediately to drop their nets and to follow him. And I almost wonder, too, if in seeing the father, if in seeing his sons have that encounter with Jesus, that look of Jesus, and then be able to drop everything and go, I almost wonder if that allowed him to be like, oh, okay, it's okay that you go. We don't hear him argue. We don't hear him try to stop his sons. There's just silence. And so I almost wonder if he was able to see that look of love of Jesus and the look of joy in, in, the, in the sons. It's true for any parent that's had to let their children go away or go off to school. It's probably very hard at first and difficult to do. But when you see how their lives are transformed, when you see the new friendships they have, the experience that they have, the joy that they have, you look at, you look at your child and, and there's just even more joy in your heart. I know when I went away to the seminary, my father was a little concerned. You know, he wanted me to, um, to be married and have a family, and he couldn't understand why I didn't want that. And I would always say, Dad, I do want that, but I feel God calling me to this. And, you know, so it was a hard thing, I think, for some of my family to comprehend at first until I went to the seminary, began to grow, and they saw me become this really wonderful person with gifts and talents that I never knew that I had. I just kind of blossomed in the seminary. This is life. So though we're given a family and the church is supposed to be the primary family, it doesn't end 
there in the family. See, we're called to go out of our family into the world. So um, husbands and wives, if you've got young children right now here at Mass, in the blink of an eye, they're going to grow up. And you're left with each other, right? So you have to love each other through good times and in bad, through sicknesses and health, because they, they grow and they're meant to go out into the world. I think about Jesus. Before he was incarnate, before he came in, in the flesh as a baby, he was with the Heavenly Father. He was in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in this union together. And what happens? Jesus, in a sense, leaves that to come into the world. And then he's raised with Mary and Joseph for 30 years. And then what happens? He leaves Mary and Joseph. And he goes out into this world to proclaim the good news of God the Father. And this might seem all well and great at first, right? The call of the disciples, it's really exciting. Jesus, on this wonderful mission from God the Father, it's really exciting. But how does it end for them? In death. So Jesus will suffer and die and rise, and he calls his disciples um, to suffer, to die, and to rise. James will suffer. He'll be the first martyr that we hear of. John will be imprisoned in exile in a cave until he dies of, old, of an old man. And the same is true for all of us. We have a time of safety in our family and in our church to form us, but we're supposed to go out into the world. And sometimes that going out into the world will be the death of us. Actually, Jesus promises that if we are his disciples, it will be the death of us that we will suffer to our own, letting go of our own will, that we will die, and in that death we will experience a peace and a new life and a resurrection. And so I have every reason to believe that my niece, as she goes off to college, will be transformed and it's going to be great in the long run. We can have every reason to believe, too, that if we follow Christ, if we choose to be like his disciples, to drop our nets, to drop our own wills, to drop what we want in this life, and do, to do what he calls us to do, it will mean that death, it will mean that suffering, but it will ultimately be that resurrection. And just like Kelsey will come home from time to time and she'll get to see that family, we too come back together every Sunday. We come back as a worshiping body of Christ, but ultimately we will all come back together in our heavenly kingdom. See, this time is already a time of discipleship. It's already a time of separation. It's already a time of suffering. It's already a time of dying until we experience the resurrection. So I just invite you in your heart right now just to think in your own life, what is God calling you to? Is he calling you to let go of anything? Is he calling you deeper into discipleship? And to really be open to that so that he can work the paschal mystery in each and every one of us.